to Masturbate Us, the podcast where we talk about sex, love, masturbation, self-love, body image, feminism, mental health, and everything else that comes up. I'm here with Harriet Catchpole, is that right? Yes, yes. Amazing. How are you doing today? Yes, yes, I'm very well. How are you? Good, good. Yeah. Thank you very much. My name is Trista Sylvan. I'm the host. Uh, and today we're going to talk about, I suppose, female sexuality, self-exploration, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the want or wish to take away stigma that is related mm-hmm. to those things is that mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yes yes um just about obviously how we um feel about our sexuality yeah especially as women um and yeah i want to delve into that and then also going on about female masturbation when they link together and then how we view our bodies and yeah yeah i think that's yeah. really important i think yeah. there's a it's a shocking amount of women who still um and obviously you know across the spectrum of genders i'm sure yeah. they're their own um problematics but i think you i'm guessing are a cis woman and that's the point of view that you yeah yeah, yeah. you um, come from yeah um and i think if you look at society as a whole which is a very cis normative gender normative society there is a very specific way in which male sexuality is um, perceived and sort of almost encouraged and female sexuality is uh, fetishized yes and not a sort of um, I can put this uh, what's the word Jesus Christ um, <laughs> shown in its full spectrum I guess yeah. It's usually even yeah. if it's female masturbation, like if you think about porn, it's always got something sensual and something almost very clean or very um it's always pretty for the person that's watching. Yeah. It's not necessarily done for the pleasure of the subject matter if that's that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I I totally agree with um what you're saying. I think it all stems from when you are a child um especially when you are taught let's say sex education yeah um and for instance what i know from my own sex education when i was in primary school and high school you only get taught obviously sex will make you pregnant um and it will give you some diseases Yeah. yeah there's never anything pretty about the subject and also you get taught that a man will ejaculate and that's it. Yeah. You know, what about the woman or anything like that? Yeah, which is also always very interesting because the ejaculation sort of uh, aspect, it just sort of stipulates the male orgasm. Yeah. Because that's how we know they ejaculate. But then, ejaculate? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm saying But then the female body isn't explored in a way because our orgasm doesn't in quotation marks connect to anything functional yeah in, in well apparently it doesn't make a child which is what sex is which all about relevant topic, apparently right? yeah yeah um i went to a gig by daniel sloss um, yeah a couple of months ago um and he talked about how he was really surprised and like obviously it was com- for comedic effects and it mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. um you know exaggerated but he went nobody ever taught me that they have orgasms like i yeah. you know in biology and sex education i learned that men have the orgasm so yep. i was super surprised when they 
expected yep. an orgasm or were capable of one. Mm-hmm. It's just not mentioned. I've never heard the female organs described in a way that is pleasurable. Yeah, exactly. Exciting. And that that had, at least not in school, I think. Yeah. Um, I talked about this before and we had a a youth magazine called Bravo, which is yeah where where they had like question and answer sections mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they sometimes like talked about female pleasure or pleasure in general and how you can as young people because i think they were all very confused because obviously yeah, they're not yeah. taught anything appropriate yeah and they're like oh and how you know my partner does an orgasm and, da, 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 and they actually explained it in a way that was understandable and in a way that put emphasis on both experiences mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um which I found very important because that's sort of the only place where they would get it from. Yeah. If that makes yeah. any sense. And it's kind of sad that it has to come from the outside source, but at least there was something. Yeah. And it's the same, I think, with also the porn industry. Yeah. That people get ideas, male or female, yeah. and how to have sex. And this is, but obviously, a woman is subjectively seen as awful on porn yeah um which isn't the best but people can't say that like they haven't watched it or anything um me as a woman i would say yes i've definitely watched pornography in in my lifetime for maybe my own pleasure Mm. um but yeah and but it's not a good industry it's a hard (laughs) hard opinion to have really and i can't really fight my corner because i have watched it before yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't, I find it very difficult. I wouldn't necessarily condemn the entire industry. Yeah. Um, um, but I I understand what you're saying about the porn industry simply because it depicts, usually in, in mainstream porn, it depicts a female, and if we talk about cis female, I guess, um, yeah. sexuality in a certain way. And... Again, it's usually made for the male gaze. And I understand yeah. what you're saying yeah. because you've consumed it. So it's hard to, I guess, speak out against an industry, an entire industry. And I yeah. think I've I've had people on the podcast who've... Um, I had someone on the podcast who directed porn who's, you know... It was a very interesting perspective from that point of view. And I myself would think maybe one day... I might not direct what you would consider porn, in quotation marks... But I'd like to write a film that potentially has real sex in it. Okay. But from a viewpoint that the sex is the sex is from both. Yeah, from yeah. from a lens that is just about two people exploring each other. It doesn't even have to be straight sex. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Um, it's something where if if I write a story in which sex and exploration is important, I think it'd be interesting to um, accompany it with. Mm-hmm. A sex scene or for a sex of whether or not I'll ever do that is a different mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's yeah, it's but I'm the same. I mean, I still consume porn, and even though I'm like, I try to not do it because I think it's also better if, in a way for your mind if your relationship, yeah, isn't this because yeah, yeah. for me, porn is I'm lazy, I don't want to go into my own head and imagine things that yes, I'll just consume something true. that yeah. makes it easy because I feel like. Oh, I need to masturbate. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. the only way to get me going is literally just to watch pornography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't really need that. Exactly. I'm just using it. Yeah. Because I am lazy. Yeah. Yeah, and in a it's way true. I think it's healthy to 
take more time with it because I think it's very specific. Yeah. Almost, when I think about watching porn, it's a very mechanical. I'll watch the porn. I'll masturbate. I'll orgasm. We're done. Yes. Yeah. Let's do other stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that that sort of takes away from the time when you actually just explore yourself and your body in a Ooh, more yeah. maybe in a more sensual way. It's more organic and yeah. it is definitely better for you know your unconscious especially dreams and all that when you're thinking about things maybe yeah and i mean i think again i don't have anything against porn as like and i consume yeah, it and sometimes i prefer same, it yeah uh, when i don't have the time or when i'm like you <laughs> yeah. know what i want to see something specific because that's what's in my head or whatever it is yeah um but i do think that it should never like with inspiration for actual sex in quotation marks between people whether it's mm-hmm. you know a straight porn or gay porn um mm-hmm. i think yeah it's it's good to sort of see that as a performance aspect and then explore people in your own way and yeah not take porn as the how to do for sex and i mean yeah i think that's what porn actors a lot of the time also say it's a job that's not how i have sex at home yeah because it's exhausting <laughs> Oh yeah, and I I remember watching a program about a woman who uh, had been in the porn industry, but she was saying how bad it was, mm-hmm. and she was saying that she would go and obviously do everything all day, and she'd be so sore that at one point she was bleeding mm. because it was just so, you know, vicious all the time, and yeah. obviously it's on non-stop, and that for me was just like awful. Yeah, like I would you know you don't go to a job. To hurt yourself yeah. too much. And it's it's a weird one because I think, I mean, again, as an outsider, I don't think I can comment too much on it, but it seems that when you hear behind the things, uh, at the behind the scenes things, there's um, a documentary series called After Porn Ends where they interview uh, okay, yeah. uh, sort of really mainstream big porn stars after yep. their careers are over. And some are very positive, some are sort of still in the realm they do a radio show about it mm-hmm. or they they are still in porn but they don't necessarily have sex in them and they're still adjacent to it and they have absolutely no issue with it and it's very interesting sort of uh, there's an older porn actress who kind of almost was there at the beginning of the industry yeah and the way she sees it it was a very it seemed to be a very freeing thing which is mm-hmm. a kind of wonderful mm-hmm. thing and mm-hmm. i think like at the very beginning, porn was probably a very different exploration from, or depending on who you are, I guess, and what experience you had. Yeah. It was a very different thing, and then I think it just becomes more and more extreme. And now you have yeah. things where um, I think bodies are put through processes that they wouldn't necessarily be put through. Yeah, like their limits, uh, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, again, if anyone's a sex worker and they work in the porn industry, I don't want to take... Because I feel like I'm not here to judge their job. No, and I exactly. can't tell them yeah. what's good for them yeah. and what isn't. Yeah. And if they feel like, you know, they take precautions, they're happy with it. It's I think it's a legitimate job like any other job. And I think we need to stop going, ugh, porn, except that everyone's watching it, but then the people who make it are marginalised and mm-hmm. shut yeah. out of society. Um, yeah. And I think that's with, like, when, uh, for instance, I would talk amongst some of my friends about masturbating, but in terms of porn. Yeah. And half of them will shut it down and say that they don't watch it. You right. know, they're like, no, oh, no, 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 I won't talk about it, like, because I, I don't watch it. Because apparently women don't. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. is like a massive, like, stigma that we don't apparently... 
enjoy watch... porn or yeah. watch porn. Yeah, it's just for a man. Yeah, which is again weird. It's the same thing. It's like I think porn isn't necessarily good because I think it doesn't teach you. Depending on what's depicted, I don't think it teaches young women and men what pleasures a woman. I think no, it usually no. looks good. And the most important thing seems to be the penetration aspect, because you need oh, yeah. that in HD in five different angles. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think, number one, women and men and whoever really equally should be allowed to watch porn without it, it kind of being weirdly encouraged for little boys, in quotation yes. marks, you know, getting the porn mags of their dad or watching it on the internet. And it's like, it's boys will be boys, that's what boys do. And women are sort of... The I don't quiet know ones that don't don't do that exactly, and it's kind of weird and like it's like it's not appropriate. That's sort of what I feel like. Men are like, yeah, and I watch that kind of porn, and they mention it. And women, like you said, they sort of go like, I don't watch porn, and I feel yeah. like the same thing goes for masturbation. Like yes. sometimes when you bring it up, yeah. Um, oh yes, it's it's so much easier for me, I think, to talk to. Not necessarily as a general rule, but I think men, and also obviously it depends on, on, on the men, but I think cis men are sort of encouraged to wank, mm-hmm. in quotation marks, because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. like what they do, like that's mm-hmm. the butt of so many jokes, and it's this natural thing that's kind of hilarious. On TV and film, yeah, you see men wanking or anything like that, you never, ever, ever see a woman. Yeah, and if you do, then it's... Like in American Pie, that really problematic oh, yeah. scene where she masturbates and then everyone sees it, mm-hmm. and th- and like and it's again depicted in this negative sensual. Well, not even negative, but it's like a sensual thing that's there to please men, and like yeah, thank yeah, yeah. God, I don't know if she even finds out that it's streamed. That I is can't such me- a huge fucking issue. Yeah, I remember that actually watching. It. What I can't remember which one that one is. I, don't, I think it might have been the first. Yeah, yeah, probably. But, um, it, yeah, it's not like an it's not it's not like a natural thing. It's this huge like almost they're seeing a unicorn because mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. seeing a woman playing with themselves, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's and it's also just usually in a comedic aspect or yeah. in a way that's it very rarely it's yeah it very rarely is a normal part of a yeah. woman's day in yeah. the media yeah 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 no I think it, that all goes down to though obviously going on back to sexual liberation for a woman is obviously sometimes we're put to shame on yeah. certain things um maybe the way our body is like genital area which is why i think a lot of people don't talk about that sort of thing like pleasure with themselves mm-hmm. or anything um especially some of my friends yeah they they won't talk about it or or even sex with a partner or, or anything yeah but i think that's just because they aren't content and happy with their sexuality of themselves and yeah. how they view themselves sexually rather than yeah so in a way that they still uh, experience those things but they would never publicly no but i think that's because they've been put to shame yeah. in some point of their life whatever that be from a from a comment um from from hearing something yeah. or or seeing something and that's what's made them not you know be liberating with yeah. themselves and i think it's it's very interesting because it's it's just not encouraged i think and it's going back to sex education i think it would be really relevant to tell um how 
the different sex organs work and what pleasures them and what doesn't. Because I think, yeah. for starters, it's very heteronormative. I don't know if it's changed now. I wonder. But my yeah. sex education was this is how a man and a woman, a cis man and a cis woman have sex yeah. to make a baby. There was no talk about... And you sort of, you learn about safe sex. It, it's a condom. If you don't use a condom, you know, and no one's tested, you might get all the gross diseases. Look at these pictures. <laughs> yeah, um, which of, is fair. Yeah. I do agree with that still being done. Absolutely. But, but it yeah. needs to be, this is how you protect yourself uh, when you have, a, when, you know, when two cis men have sex or when people, whatever their gender identity is, with matching or... Uh, different genitalia or it's two you cis never women hear of who have gay sex, sex or you know trans yeah. uh, trans people have sex with other yeah. people and, and you never know what the situation down there is and it sort of should be irrelevant irrelevant which means it should be taught in mm. every sort of combination 100% yeah um, and it just at the time wasn't and again I hope it's more uh it's different now and it seems that at least you know they're getting more and whenever you hear about it it's kind of in a negative context but that it's getting more about lgbtq plus as well Mm -hmm. that things are getting more diverse and that people panic because apparently that's how you turn children gay by telling them it Uh, exists um but that the, the fact that pleasure is derived by both people is highlighted yes um and that it's natural and it's fine and yeah it's i mean not encouraged in a creepy way but encouraged in a way that self-exploration should be normal yeah no i do think it should be encouraged because we are taught everyone is taught that you will lose your virginity yeah but what are you losing when you have sex nothing yeah you're it's all this is what they should be taught that you're exploring yeah you know you're creating and you're you're finding out what you like pleasure you like yeah rather than because then we're programmed to believe that we are losing something if yeah. we have sex yeah yeah, yeah. especially because uh, i because obviously everyone loses their virginity when a man and a woman have sex the yeah. man does or the boy does as well but that's not emphasized because like i don't know that's just not the special thing yeah but we have built a social construct about cis female virginity in a way that very few other things are sort of it's like this this mystery and that myth that it has to hurt oh yeah all of those things where you're just making it about everything but the fact that it's an exploration between two people yeah yeah exactly and i don't like that when it's all always about yeah for instance it will hurt the when i lost my virginity it was all about that like when telling people they're like, oh, did it hurt? Did it hurt? Like, wh- what's this? Like, did you use um, protection and all those sort yeah. of things? And, and it wasn't like, oh, did you enjoy yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like what? I mean, it's all new, of course. And you're gonna, you're only ever going to experience what you like and everything is with yourself or obviously with someone else the more times you have sex, of yeah. course. But still, it's just, I think there's such a negative view on sex when you're young. yeah. And you're you're learning about it, or or when you're older and you're learning about it, because I don't think it should just be for children. No, 
it, I think sex it, education. It should be across, especially because we fucked up for so long. Yeah. That older generations just haven't yeah. had it. Yes. And, they, and then obviously people turn to porn and watch that and and then um, see mm-hmm. see how that works and see how you know what kind of uh, marks you hit when it comes to what you do in bed. Like it's almost like cause almost every porn has a very. Um, or very, uh, most straight porn has a very... Um, like an end goal. Yeah, an end goal, but also it's like oral and then usually just for the guy. <laughs> or yes, a lot of yes, the time just yes, for the guy. Yeah. And then sex and then they come on someone's face or something. And yeah. it's, al- it's always very much... Again, there's different kinds of porn. Yeah, I think If course. you think of what you see most of the time and what's most mainstream, mm-hmm. it's very much focused on male pleasure. Yeah, 100%. And even yeah. and what I find what I found so interesting a lot of gay women don't watch female gay porn because um it's made for men and you always see when you you will have two women having sex in porn it usually they stimulate a penis or they do things that look nice but have absolutely you mm-hmm. watch them and you go as someone with the same genitalia you go I'm not sure is doing anything for anyone. Yeah. But I guess it looks nice for men who like to imagine women mm. having sex and it's mm. always very um I don't know, it's it's not as animalistic I feel. Like it's yeah. very uh, aesthetically pleasing and that's sort of usually the point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then a lot of gay women actually watch gay porn because you because it's it's depicted so gay male porn because it's very different it's it's not made for women mm-hmm. it's made for men with the same genitalia to mm-hmm. know what sort of they know what pleasures themselves if that makes sense yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. so it's a bit less show and a bit more about showing actual sex acts and obviously it always depends on a porn but I found it really interesting that a lot of gay women would watch gay porn yeah with men in it because yeah. um, it's it's more real I guess in a way and yeah. less for it's not made for straight men yeah which obviously if you watch porn which has to women but it's made for straight men it probably is not going to appeal to gay women because yeah. they're not the audience this is intended yeah. for. I've I've actually never heard that before. Um, I always assumed that yeah, it would be the other way around. Um, but as a straight woman, I would be, there would be times when I would watch um, gay porn of a woman and a woman. Mm. But that's because I would enjoy and for my imagination, like watching that because I can imagine myself that being done to me yeah of course um but and but then i've never i've never watched um gay porn with a man and a man but then i've never come come to my interest yeah um which yeah that's really fascinating actually i've, I've never heard that i mean maybe i should ask my gay friends <laughs> and see what they but i've i just haven't um actually and thought about it and i've asked other um of my friends um who are actually no I have asked a few of my gay friends and straight and they've said they've obviously watched the same sex yeah um have sex on on porn a lot because it it's just an imagination for for sure. you to see um but I, I think you go through phases and 
and whatever's in your mind and and what you like at that period of your life is yeah just the way it is and like really. i watch same sex porn and there's worse and better ones yeah 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 <clears throat> yeah and um my i think a friend of mine she identified as gay mm-hmm. and she sort of put it like even when you have two women have sex it's it always seems like they're waiting for a dick to come in and save them um, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so that's <laughs> what she got from most of it which obviously doesn't interest you when you're not interested in a penis nope, nope so nope, i nope. think that's and and like it happens a lot i think they're probably gay women um that watch gay porn for you know with two women and they're happy with that yeah um but i think it's just a general thing that female pleasure isn't even put at the forefront nope when it's gay yeah when it's two women on a screen yeah yeah it's just it just shows how uh f- how everything forms around the male gaze which i find so problematic when it's not about male sexuality but it's about female sexuality and can't even explore itself without someone going but what do men think about this yeah yeah i know and i i think it's really difficult um i'm gonna go on a um subject which i think also why maybe women aren't open about their sexuality um is obviously because they're shamed because they've had too much sex Yes. Um, so words of, of a slut or something like that, um, which is another reason why I think it's not talked about enough and, and women aren't open. We're not, you know, we're not asking you to go and just have loads of sex. Yeah. That's not the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about being creative with yourself and exploring it yourself and, and being liberated by your own sexuality and not being afraid or shamed yeah. by it. And I think... It's it's very interesting how promiscuity is again viewed societally, very different for, like, different genders and and men in general are encouraged to have more sexual partners, or it's almost like a yes. mandatory yes. thing, and oh, then yeah. women mm-hmm. are shamed. But then you sort of wonder where those people meet and have sex if none of the women are supposed to be promiscuous, but the men are. It sort of doesn't even make mathematical sense. I know. Um, yeah. And it's just very... I think it's so damaging if we're not allowed to explore our sexuality, whatever your gender is, yeah. or, you know, yeah. Yeah. whoever you are, without it being judged from the outside. Mm-hmm. Because that clearly means you can't ever just explore for yourself. And I think... Um, a lot of my female friends, when you talk to them and you talk about sexual encounters with them, it's usually, if it's casual, it's usually disappointing. Um, or it's often disappointing, maybe not. Casual, casual sex. Yeah. Yeah. Casual, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yes. when you talk to them about masturbation, a lot of them don't even think that, that those two things have anything to do with each other. Even though I think if we were, if we encouraged you know everyone equally to explore themselves it would it can only lead to better sex if you know what you like yes 100% um and i think whenever and you and, and also i think if you're exploring yourself with yourself um you hopefully develop the language to share it with other people because i think that's the other thing even if you explore yourself and you find out what you like um actually telling people Mm-hmm. what you like I think mm-hmm. is another aspect mm-hmm. where 
again because I think societally women aren't meant to be super sexual and it's sort of like yeah they aren't encouraged to explore themselves I think it's very hard to tell other people what you like when you're not actually so almost meant to know Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I find I think it's it's hopefully I think it's getting better and I think younger generations see this differently but I think on a bigger scale it's just still it's so shocking to me how differently we see sexuality based on gender or based on perceived gender yeah I, I, I yeah I agree and I think also coming down to obviously why apparently women don't um aren't sexually driven as men yeah for some reason and then there's talk about which i think is pathetic is like hormones mm-hmm. the pill oh swap your pill over because that maybe means you've got a low reason why you've got a low libido um or something like that and it's it's just awful and then you know, it's always and obviously contraception is another thing it's always for a woman yeah there's you know there is obviously stuff for a man but it's never put that they should have anything to do with it or you're not on the pill or this lot and yeah and it's not and I I really disagree with that men should have more for instance um have you heard of the show Love Island yeah 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 I've never watched it yeah so so, um I've watched it and I watched this season and obviously they do a challenge um where they sort of find out about each other um and they have to sort of guess who has the answer pretty much and it one of them was like and for the man for the woman to guess how many people their partner had slept with and it was oh, only for I the see. man okay it was only for the man um and then they put it up and obviously all their numbers like you know were huge and it was all just like jokes around and everything like that and then it was never put oh well, how many the woman has slept with or anything like that and they were lower numbers but it's just but then if there was, someone was a little bit higher, it would be a little bit like, ooh, something like that. You wouldn't... And then they'd say, oh, well, I'm older than you or something like that. And so they'd immediately qual- qualify why they might have had more sexual partners. Yeah, so like, that they oh, no, have to I'm give a reason. But I've been doing this longer. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's ridiculous. It's not, it's not about your age. It's not obviously about, yeah, like, obviously your, your gender or anything like that. And I just think it's so frustrating that... Yeah, they, they, they have to give a reason. Oh, because I am older. Would those numbers... So both uh, the men and women revealed those numbers? Only some of the women. All the men revealed their numbers. And was that a higher number for the woman? No, it was, was always it... really high for the man. Yeah. Um, And then um, if the, one of the women were a little bit higher than other women, it would be like, ooh. But were, were those women as high as the men's numbers? No. 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 And men weren't judged on the... No, um, it was just jokes about, laughed, and they'd be like... Or they'd say a little, like, comment or something like that. You can have sex with as many people as you want. There should be no judgment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just so frustrating that a woman's lower number is seen better. Yes. That we, yeah. Exactly. We qualify their number. Because the men are probably, like the man yeah alpha i've done this done that i mean i went on a date with a guy um probably about uh three months ago something like that and we were talking about that sort of thing and he said and he cut in and he was like yeah no well i think a woman's number should be lower (laughs) 
and and I literally was like, are you are you kidding me? And yeah. I obviously went off on one because I was like, no, <laughs> like you can't say that. I've literally just met you as well, mate. Did he explain yeah. why? Like, was there a reason, or is just a he general just he rule? just thinks he just well, I think it's just because he's been brought up that way. Yeah. Let's say it's all I never ever think that anyone's the way people's mind works or anything is to do with themselves. It's always. Right from your younger your yeah. early stages of life yeah and and the way that you are today um but he didn't really say much about that and then he came on and he said like oh you're not one of those like feminists oh. whatever and i was just like what one of those ones yeah and i was just like i definitely am yeah um and it just Probably it just shocks me he's my age and how old are you i'm 22 and that's he was so my scary. age and i was just like normally the you know the younger generation now i see it's a bit especially more woke. is it yeah it's a bit more like you know <laughs> for everyone yeah but yeah i just think it's just his way where he lives or his lifestyle the way he'd been yeah. brought up so closed off let's what say what it looks like in his parents house i guess yeah i mean obviously i, I went one day with him and that was it but <laughs> like i don't know what his lifestyle was yeah. really like but yeah he just seemed quite a dick Let's yeah put it that I mean, way <laughs> it's kind of it's so interesting because that ignorance is obviously born somewhere mm-hmm. but you kind of go once someone has reached the age of 20 they should potentially look outside their window and go maybe all my ideas aren't so relevant yeah <laughs> like maybe i'm wrong about some things yes and it's just this the sheer audacity of going yeah well a, m- a woman should have slept with less people and it's like, you just go, uh, do, do you want to explain why? Yeah. Or am I, is it, because obviously you know why, because yeah. women are shamed for their sexuality. Yes. That's literally it. Yes. And yes. there's this, and it's hilarious that then he's like, you argue that statement and then he goes, oh no, you're one of those feminists. Yeah. Like, feminists, and it, I feel like it it shows that there is this inherent belief in, in some people that feminism and that urge for equality is like unnatural and also it it's trying to take something away from their freedom yeah and uh, apparently it's all for a woman Fe- uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fe- feminism you know like it's, it's just that's just it it's their their gender it's for no one else and it's not about exactly the, i think uh, and, and i think sometimes feminists um make that mistake and sort of misunderstand what feminism is and yes. use it as and like you have this in the mainstream i think people like lena dunham and taylor swift have that kind of white privileged feminism where you're like mm. Mm. you just like using that when someone does something you don't like yeah or and especially when yeah. that is a man or other women yeah you go and say you know you're not a feminist because you have you didn't behave in a way that i thought was appropriate towards me because i am a woman Therefore, I deserve this, this, and that. And you sort of go, eh, that's not how it works either. Yeah. What you kind of should want is equality mm-hmm. for every person of every gender, mm-hmm. um, which is why I don't understand why they're a feminist group that exclude trans people. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, which is insane. I didn't realise that was a thing. but the, mm. Because I, I see feminism as everyone should have the same rights, and that would mean yeah. that you know women and men should be allowed to be equally as aggressive and 
um, vulnerable and mm-hmm. emotional mm-hmm. and neither of them mm-hmm. should be reprimanded for it because I think we allow especially in children when you think about how people bring up their children boys don't cry you yeah. know and girls sort of don't get discouraged from it but boys are sort of told to man up yeah and you then wonder why we raise people that are incapable of talking to each other mm-hmm. on a sort of obviously big um talking in stereotypes very obviously mm-hmm. uh, but when you have one sex that you teach not to cry not to be emotional and mm-hmm. the other sex you teach that being emotional is totally fine mm-hmm. and then they meet and neither of them knows how to talk to each other because they've not been taught the same things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then obviously you've got crap like men are from mars women are from venus which yeah. is bullshit because the only thing that happened is one sex has been taught one thing, the other thing has been taught the other thing, no one's taught to meet in the middle, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you get miscommunication mm-hmm. and problems all the way. And the other thing is that we, I think, should stop fighting for specific, sort of, the sex. We should just fight for everyone's equality, yeah. no matter if you're trans or straight, or uh, trans or, sorry, cis, or non-binary, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think we just need to detach these stereotype from gender and presume because someone is presenting as a certain gender, they are those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And I, th- I don't understand feminists who try to push it in a certain direction away from equality. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And I also think that reason why there's this problem that we believe men and women are so different. Yeah. And everyone always says that. You hear that comment all the time. So if, if you're in a relationship or anything like that, um, let's say a heterosexual relationship, yeah. they always say, oh, if you've broken up, whatever. Oh, well, you know, men are very different. They're not. Yeah. They're really not. Like, we, we are all, you know, constructed to believe that we yeah. are different, but we are not. And that is the whole reason for feminism there, because the equality should be the same and we are you know we are all human beings and we all deserve to be liberated and in in our own sexualities i think that's true i think and that's important and i think that the more we paint each other as different yeah the less we can be like yeah together like yeah collaborate yeah exactly and and find each other and explore each other because we sort of have these set ideas of what's different Mm -hmm. and you kind of never and I think I guess that's the kind of feminism he expected from you I don't know what the hell idea was no Um, (laughs) but it's it's interesting that as soon as you choose to go actually I'm allowed to be just as promiscuous as you are he's like oh you're one of those people who want more it's like he's saying oh you want more rights that's a problem yeah yeah and it sort of goes, uh, how, where does that idea in your head come from? And I think that that's one of the reasons I started the podcast. Cause like, because yeah. I think in a way, I think it's different. I think there are things that are stigmatized for men. Don't get me wrong. Like I have friends, cis male friends who have other issues around sex because we pressure them to be very different sexually than we pressure women to be. So if a woman doesn't want sex, it's fine. Because we all want, you know, they all want less sex all the time. 
but if a man doesn't want sex or can't perform sexually, it's got very different oh, yeah. problems attached to them. Of course, so yeah, yeah. The stereotypes aren't just bad. It's not, and I think that's sort of also the thing where feminism comes in. Stereotypes, sexually or otherwise, they aren't just bad for one group. They're yeah. bad for everyone. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. When you see it from um, a male side, and yeah, if they can't perform to what we're apparently think that they should yeah as obviously yeah it's seen bad and uh, then there's obviously the like a pill out of like viagra yeah you know what i mean that uh, you know if you can't if you can't do that take that why you don't you know what i mean it's just it's your own body telling you that you want to have sex yeah not oh i'll just take a pill and then that'll be that there you go. I mean, it depends, I guess, because obviously I think there are people who physiologically, physiologically have issues with uh, an erection. And I yeah. think Viagra, you know, maybe if you're older or if whatever, I don't know all the reasons that men... Because I think that's something you don't really talk about. We don't really talk about, um, pe- like, the incapability of getting an erection that's mm-hmm. not something that's widely discussed because that is so embarrassing and so mm-hmm. shamed mm-hmm. that no man would come forward and go, yeah, I can't get hard because that would be its own shameful mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. We don't just accept people for be, you know, for having like mental health issues can have very um, real impact on the a- ability for someone to get an erection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so if someone in that situation would help use a Viagra to help overcome that, I don't think that's a problem. No, it's not. Um, no, no. I think I think what you mean is uh, sort of medicating a symptom of a bigger issue without looking into what yeah, the Yeah, so issue they is. just think that, oh, um, so, so for instance, they're psychologically thinking something's on their mind and they yeah. and let's say they they're going to have sex um uh with um any gender and they yeah they can't perform so they think that taking something yeah. is going to obviously that's it that the, the cure's done yeah when you need to reach down deeper into obviously yourself and yeah mental health comes through with that um and obviously yeah, being liberated yourself as well, um, maybe because they haven't explored or, or you know, um, there isn't a confidence there with themselves because yeah. they've been shamed yeah. or just anything. And I, yeah, and I, I think it's really upsetting to hear that of a male side and also a female in a, in a, in a different way that, oh, I, yeah, they don't have sex, so they, or, or getting wet as well is yeah. another um big thing i think can also be not nice i remember one experience that i had having sex and um a guy was like oh you're not wet (laughs) well there's a reason why but you know we it's just one of those things that you and i think i wasn't very confident then yeah and i just sort of hid it away yeah and i let the process happen and, and I'm guessing it wasn't it was very painful. comfortable. Yeah. yeah. And it's that's the other thing. It's like, it's sort of, it's expected of you. Because for starters, I think every loop everywhere all the time. <laughs> like if you, you know, if, if you feel under pressure mm-hmm. and you don't know how to perform and for whatever reason your partner doesn't get wet, sometimes people have, I think there's certain medications that can make that process not happen. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I think 
antidepressants can actually prohibit that. Um, uh, and like yeah. that isn't a failure of your body. It's almost like him saying that is like, sorry, your body failed to do something that I needed to do right now. Yeah, yeah. Instead of going, oh, oh, are you okay? Yeah, what, yeah. Is yeah. this okay? Yeah. What are we doing? Maybe yeah. we'll take a bit more time. Yeah. Mm, what no. do you like? What can I do yeah. to make this more... In- are you even interested in doing this? Like, should we do something else? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. just taking that as a physical cue of kind of like a man not getting an erection, I guess, because they're both yeah. things that need to happen in that moment in the, in quotation marks, for Biologically. The, the sex that yeah. matters, you yeah. know, which is penetration, obviously. It's the only relevant thing, as yeah. we've been taught in school. Yeah. Um, for that to happen to sort of I mean several physiological things have to happen and just going ahead with sex without the woman being wet enough for that to not be painful or uncomfortable and then sort of almost going well, I require you to do this what's happening yeah instead of going yeah. you're a person your body's clearly maybe even detached from your mind for whatever mm-hmm. reason mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is this good like Instead of taking a cue and going, oh, maybe we should do other things. Maybe this part isn't the most important part right now. It's so... I think especially in in straight... In the straight narrative, it's such a monumental need to get the penetration into, into sex. Yeah. And... Because apparently all sex is is obviously yeah penetration if you if you've been penetrated you've apparently had sex yeah you've which done is it's all bullshit good. yeah <laughs> like i don't believe that sex with whoever is just that yeah you know and it does it is that thing that then takes value out of same-sex relationships between well yeah people with the vagina yeah because if there is no penis involved then clearly it's not as relevant yeah, there's that whole thing that apparently you haven't lost your virginity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you, if, if say if I'm having sex with a woman, then, um, yeah, then I haven't, I haven't done it, and that's not sex. Yeah. But I always, I always ask this to like everyone, I, like, what is like sex to you? Yeah. You know, is it just you and that person? Um, I, I don't know, kissing or something like that, or you're you're doing more things, and then, um. I watched this really good TED talk of this woman talking about how she not because obviously sex is a pleasure, mm-hmm. but she gets pleasure from other things, not just sex. Mm-hmm. Um, which is then she found out like later in 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 her life when she was actually thinking about what she gets pleasure from, and then she started doing those things like having a really hot shower mm-hmm. is something really pleasurable that she really enjoys. But then she also really enjoys having sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just made me realise, yeah, we don't really take that into account. Um, I'm sort of going off on the sex thing. But, yeah, yeah like, just we need to see that there is pleasure in other ways um, with our bodies. And it's it's not just penetration. That's it. That's the goal. There you go. You've had sex. And I think it's important. And I think it actually ties perfectly into this idea of shaming um, female sexuality. Because yeah. if you're not encouraged to... In explore yourself whether it's through masturbation or through just listening into your body and going mm-hmm. oh the shower is quite nice like this yeah, is yeah, a yeah. very pl- pleasurable moment but because 
I think female pleasure isn't at the forefront of any mainstream conversation, or at least for a long time hasn't been, mm-hmm. I think you sort of almost forget that it is relevant. Yeah. Like, I think um, I've had several girls uh, say to me, you know, I didn't really feel like sleeping with my boyfriend, but if I don't do it, then he'll get it from somewhere else. And, like, you, you kind of, no, like, you have good. to perform for them. Yeah. And it's that thing of, like, clearly you're not talking to each other. Because yeah. Because if you're not in the mood for sex, and if that happens continuously, then maybe there's a bigger issue than just... If if the other person, you think you couldn't tell them because then they would end the relationship, then for starters, maybe end the relationship there. Yeah. that sounds very exploitative. Yeah. And also, have you checked with them? Have you asked the question? Have you gone... Have you been able to explore why that specific act isn't interesting to you? Mm-hmm. Have you, you know, maybe if you could have had more time with your own body, you could have explored that actually this isn't putting me in the mood. For starters, if you're not in the mood for sex, that's fine. You don't owe anyone sex. And it's that weird thing where I feel like because men and women are displayed to be so very differently driven by sex. Yeah. It's almost like, no, no, you've got to give in to the male sex drive because otherwise... Oh, yeah. They'll go get it somewhere else, or you're frigid, or whatever, which is hilarious. You're either frigid or a slut. Yep. There, yep. Um, there There's no two words. Ground. Yep. Um, uh, uh, someone I had on the podcast recently has been called a frigid slut before, which is hilarious. Because you sort of go, slut. wait, hold on, what's happening? What's, yeah. what's, what negative thing should I attach myself to? I don't know. Um, and <laughs> I think if, if you then just go, actually, right now I'm not in the mood for this. Or, actually, this thing isn't actually working for me. Can, can we try something else? Yeah. Or maybe if you're not in the mood for penetration, that doesn't mean that a sexual ex- exploration isn't worthwhile. Yeah. Um, and I think, especially in in situations where, for whatever reason, you're on medication that makes it hard for you to get wet, or you have you actually feel pain yeah. when you're being penetrated, yeah. that doesn't mean you're sexually worth less it just means that other things need to be if you're actually interested in it because maybe you're not even interested in it and then again you're totally fine Mm -hmm. we have this thing where you're not allowed to be too sexual but you're also not allowed to not be sexual because what the fuck is wrong with you yeah um whether especially and i think especially when you're you're i think that goes for women and i think that on a very stereotypical level goes for men like a man who turns down a woman for sex it's like, whoa, yeah. what's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, you could have gotten some. That's your life's goal. How dare you not wanting... Like, how do you not want to do that? That's so strange. Instead of just going, maybe, you know, libidos change. Libidos are different. The yeah. um, There's a very interesting book called Testosterone Rex. Yeah. Where it explores this idea that we have. I think you touched on it before. That men and women... And we're talking, I guess, about... Uh, cis men and women because that was what the first study was about um there there was a a guy who studied fruit flies because they're sort of very simple um i'm not sure they they're used for a lot of experimentation and he sort of studied male and female fruit flies and how um driven they are by sex by their sex drive and he did i think four experiments but he focused for his research or for the the published work on one mm-hmm. which was the one that um 
underpinned his idea that men are more se- driven by sex than women, or male mm. fruit flies are more sex driven by uh, sex than female fruit flies. And mm-hmm. he sort of got that by checking which uh, he knew sort of the genetic code of the male ones and of the female ones and it's basically he concluded that there were more babies of the male fruit flies than there were of the female ones I think except that that doesn't make any mathematical sense because every fruit fly baby has to have a female involved at that stage and I think what he didn't take into account is um, which uh, I think which ones died or that kind of yeah. thing. I probably completely ruined this and didn't tell it appropriately. But basically the point was he just made a mathematical error that didn't make sense, but he took the part of the study that yeah. showed that the male that it makes more sense for men to be more um sexually driven. Mm. Um and then society sort of ran with it because it helped the narrative. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you uh, if I think you translate that to human beings um, for starters, sperm is not endless. Like you will run out of it eventually. Oh if you yeah. Go yeah. from woman to woman. You need enough women to have sex with those men, and it's it's just it sort of doesn't make any sense. I'm not explaining this very well. Uh, go listen to Testosterone Rex and I order yeah, read the book. I will. I because it's really really interesting and it's yeah. Uh, when someone does the research and I I did and I listened to it and I was like I need to remember the names I need to remember what went wrong but obviously I haven't <laughs> retained that appropriately um, but basically the point is mathematically it makes no sense there is no um, it's sort of been proven that there really is that there are differences in hormones but they are actually yeah. not as important as what society puts on people, mm-hmm. so they talk about um, brakes and accelerators on the sex drive. Yeah, and like you said, for example, um, uh, contraception, huge, yeah. huge break for women. Yeah, because yeah. why? Because men, yeah, it's kind of relevant. However, they're not the ones who get pregnant. Yeah, it's a very different approach to sex when you don't have to be afraid to be to get pregnant and sort of get a child that you're not currently able to care for or willing to care for or mm-hmm. interested in having mm-hmm. period um and you sort of that's on the forefront so maybe you go okay oh i can't get pregnant it's it's just, that would be really stressful that's probably going to make you not enjoy sex as much yeah. as if that's a carefree thing that's already mm-hmm. taken care of so that's a huge break that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that the sex drive isn't there mm-hmm. that just means the consequences where someone with a womb has sex with someone with a penis and there is a baby that gets made in the process what happens is you make a baby and then suddenly the one with the womb goes ah fuck this was not part of the plan yeah obviously they're gonna go actually do you know what I'll, I'll take a step back from sex potentially yeah because actually this is not turning me on this is stressing me out yeah 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 and and the same thing, uh, and I think there are just generally less breaks for men, mm-hmm. um, which means that their sex drive is a lot more obvious or a lot. Mm. It's know, a lot more a, talked about. Exactly, it's on yeah. a higher level. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that by, by the base level isn't the same. No, exactly. That just means that 
the things that are put on people, like the fact that women's numbers should be lower than yeah. men's when it comes yeah. to partners, mm-hmm. that's a break. You don't want to be a slut, right? Mm-hmm. So you put that on top of uh, contraceptional issues. You've got someone, again, who might have the highest libido ever, but goes, actually, not a good idea right now. I don't want to be, or oh, what What if they think I'm a slut? I'm just, uh, I'm going to, yeah. you know what I mean? All of yeah. those things, they limit the exploration that you should yeah. be able to do. Yeah. Um, and I think it just shows how much more open we should be in conversation yeah. with each other. And yeah. no matter what the constellation of relationship is that you have, I think understand that everyone has pressures. And I think it would just everything would be so much easier if we just talk to each other. And that shame that is kind of irrelevant and has been put on you by outside forces wouldn't be there because I think that would encourage open conversations so much more yeah and i also think that all of those things that you were touching on of the contraception um and obviously your your number being lower and then obviously stress of pregnancy stress of diseases everything like that then also um i read a great article about you know this is this is why women aren't having orgasms because they are you know have all this stress Mm -hmm. under them that they don't think, oh, because, you know, I'm a man's orgasm, so so, so that's sex. And obviously mm-hmm. that goes right back from, obviously, when you're taught in school. Um, so it's obviously from when you're young. But it, it it's sad. And I, I, you know, I don't like it when I speak half, to half of my friends and they've never had an orgasm mm-hmm. with 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 a partner. Mm-hmm. Um, they've maybe achieved it on, the, on their own, absolutely fine, but they've never been able to. And, you know, it's not about that. It's about that pleasure from, from both ends. Yeah. Um, which is why, yes, we should talk about it way more. When you're when you're with um, someone and you're having sex with them, whatever, talking to them about what you like and, and vice versa mm-hmm. is only going to make it more enjoyable. As you were saying previous, that um, your friends haven't necessarily enjoyed casual sex yeah. and all that. But it, it can be good. Yeah. We just need to be more open about it. Um, because you know not not everyone wants to be in a relationship um, which is like a a massive thing I hear a lot that oh you only have good sex when you're in a relationship Mm -hmm. no I I disagree Mm -hmm. because you can you can have good sex without the need to be with someone else and they're your boyfriend your girlfriend yeah 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 um, and all that and so yeah and I, I, I just don't like it that they're not that women aren't experiencing orgasms as you know as frequent apparently as men are because they have a higher sex drive apparently yeah and i think i think it's it's so it's like you said all of those things might not just be breaks on the sex drive but also when you're lying there going shit did the condom is the condom fine did i take the pill oh yeah did i forget that you're not focusing on the pleasure aspect because you're like, this has just gotten so much more stressful. Yeah. Um, and I think you're right. I think whether or not one enjoys the idea of casual sex is kind of, it's you can put to one side, mm-hmm. um, but that two people can't meet and then go, no, let's do this. Like, this seems like a good idea. And then you sort of awkwardly stumble around with each other sort of going um I'll just do what I usually do I guess and hope that they're happy with it and the same happens with the other person rather than two people going yeah let's do this is there anything you don't like mm-hmm. is there anything mm-hmm. you do like mm-hmm. okay cool perfect mm-hmm. yeah no I like that I'm not interested in that one but then we'll just we'll do something else how about this 
just, like I think people think people always say it takes the spontaneity out of sex, but I think mm. what that does is ensure consent is there. Yeah. Ensure that everyone is having a good time, which I hope would be your goal. Obviously, one one's own pleasure is important in sex but i think hopefully the goal is also to give pleasure so it's yeah. cool to know how you can do that exactly rather yeah. than having to like search in the dark <laughs> and go yeah. up oh, hoping this is doing something for you and then sort of two people coming up slightly frustrated or yeah. it's just becoming an awkward thing of like um we'll just do it and then we'll do- um, gotta go now because that was okay uh rather than yeah. that it's like Okay, cool. You enjoying this? Are you still into this? Like, how is that not sexy to just get verbal consent throughout and yes. go, no, I'm enjoying this. And also, like, you don't have to go, you know, yes, I consent to this. You can just go, no, yeah, more of that, please. Like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. To, you know, yeah. give cues of like, no, actually, that's great. Oh, that. Be vocal that you're enjoying it. Whatever yeah. way you do it, you know. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. Not saying like, oh, Yes, it's consent. Yes, let's do it. Yeah, yeah Because yeah. yes, it's gonna take the 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 fun out of the thing. You know, yeah. sex is meant to be enjoyable. Yeah. You know, it's meant to be fun, um, and, and passionate, and whatever way you do it. Um, but it, yeah, the stresses of a lot of things can obviously upset the whole combination. Yeah. Of how it goes, which is sad, but it will get better <laughs> I think it does and I think it will get better through conversations like this yep. and through like you yep. seem to be very open with your friends as well and getting those conversations yes. going and I think yes as much as you know it's cool to have a platform to talk uh, to each other and to have a lot of people hear it I hope what it does is and I hope what's happening regardless is that people talk to each other more and sort of explore the things that maybe the education system failed to mention and I think this is a lot of time people who aren't in the heteronormative idea of what relationships and sex are, they kind of have to go and do that. Yeah. You kind of have to seek the information. Yeah. And I feel like if you explain something, not fully, but you kind of think you've got all the information that was relevant, I don't know if people explore that much because it's just not encouraged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I that's why I, for example, find the King community super interesting and and it's such a cool idea to sort of because it's so specific you kind of have to talk about the things you like and you don't like and what is you, it called sorry the kink community oh, okay sorry, the, so if it's whatever yeah. fetish you have or whatever oh kink you okay have. cool yeah um and i had someone on the podcast uh a few episodes ago and um when they play with one of the doms they have a streetlight system which i find really right. cool so okay. he goes they don't do it anymore that much but at the beginning yeah when it was all new, he would say colour. And she would say green, amber, red. And so green would be... We're we're super good. This is amazing. Doing it where amber, you know, it's getting a bit close to my limit. Red, we're stopping this right now. Uh, It's not working. Yeah. And I find that so, so interesting and kind of so sexy that you're so in tune with... So in control as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The other person is so in tune with whether or not what is happening is pleasurable to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they ask you for a verbal confirmation and you can go green we don't have to talk about it this is fucking brilliant and then that means the other person keeps checking in as well Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and i think that mm -hmm. is that would be that's so important that you're not just there for your own pleasure you're there for each other's pleasure which is hopefully what you then derive pleasure of as well yes um 
and I think yeah I think masturbation is such an important part of your sexual life your sex life your mind as well yeah I think yeah. you find out what scenarios excite you you yeah. find out what sensations yeah. you enjoy you might find out what sensations don't do anything for you yeah. at all yeah um and in a way i think you can obviously try new things with a partner but i guess mm-hmm. it's also nice and safe to explore new things with yourself because you are the one that can put on the brakes at any time exactly which means that once you involve a partner or someone you're casually hooking up with you can go these are the things i've enjoyed maybe mm-hmm. we can do them together mm-hmm. these are the things mm-hmm. i'm just not interested in so mm-hmm. 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 and it's it's i think the key is always communication and allowing people even when it's with yourself allowing people to be free of shame to explore and to mm-hmm. be whoever they are and enjoy whatever they enjoy mm-hmm. um yeah and it's it's just so frustrating it that that there's still so much stigma surrounding sexual exploration and sexual deviation from the norm mm-hmm. like if you if you um find it very difficult if if to you know to get wet then why would then then i'm imagining it, it puts a whole uh for whatever reason i think medication again like there's so many old women i think after menopause experience that as well oh yeah yeah, yeah. um you know, if for whatever reason your sexual organs aren't performing as is expected, that doesn't necessarily mean you can't enjoy sex. Yeah. That just means that maybe you can't enjoy what has been sold to you as what sex is. Penetration, yeah. Exactly. And, um, you know, that that means that maybe take the time and explore other options. Mm-hmm. Maybe instead of, I think, because I think what happens a lot and very quickly is that you experience shame. Oh yeah, and I think shame shuts down any kind of exploration because you just go, okay, something's wrong with me. It's all psychological, I think. Yeah. Every single thing, like that, which is why, yeah. For instance, men have troubles um, with, you know, um, being erect. Mm-hmm. It's obviously all psychological. It's the same for a woman, and it's the the key is all about talking. And I really do think that we should have, like, as you were saying, that I'm very lucky that I have a friendship group that are very open and they are but I have to say that they are obviously all in the arts right and yeah I it sounds bad but it makes it so much easier for them because they are very you know open people about everything and and they love um a a political conversation or you know or any conversation that is their on their own opinion um and some a lot of people aren't like that yeah um but i wish they were but you you can't you can't change how someone wants to be yeah you know um and just not every sexual sort of in the quotation marks dysfunction is psychological they yeah. are obviously you know sicknesses or just general things that might happen in your body that means you can't perform sexually yeah um and i think also that needs to be normalized because we sort of Again, like as soon as anything deviates from the norm, we just get so judgmental, mm-hmm. and and you know, a man who can't get an erection is just I think shamed on such a huge oh, scale. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the same for a woman who who can't get wet or for whatever reason doesn't enjoy sex or doesn't come. It's almost like you owe people orgasms sometimes. Yeah, and it's like wait, so you didn't come? How <laughs> how odd? How dare yeah. you? Uh, I've done my best. 
Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, I hate that when you get asked if you've came or not. I've had that sex a few times and people have asked, that at the end, they're like, did you come? Well, why? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not... Oh, yes, 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 yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah. Um, oh, no, no, I didn't. I just don't think it's like... It doesn't need to be said. No, also, really. it's, it, technically, it shouldn't even necessarily be the point of sex. It doesn't always have to be orgasm. It doesn't always end in an orgasm, no. You know, and that doesn't mean, mean that it's not enjoyable. No. And if, you know, the intention is to give one each other an orgasm, then you might want to check in before it's done. Yes, um, yes. And what you said about the arts community, I think, is very true. I, like, I think we yeah. are in a bubble where... Not every artist, obviously, but I think a lot of artists, they look at society, they look at stereotypes, they look at what's shameful and they like shining a light on it or they like uh, talking about it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so easy to forget that you're in a bubble and that actually a lot of other people don't have that exploration in front of their nose all the time which is why it's a lot harder to talk mm-hmm. about that stuff mm-hmm. and so I think it's always a good thing when art shines a light on those things and brings them into the mainstream because I think like yeah they're very different conversations I think depending on what part of or what's just, yeah what part of society you're you belong to I guess yeah um yeah, I think it's 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 hard. Yeah, when 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 you're in um, what, what sort of um, where would you place your cell? Are you, are you artsy? I would say yeah. I'm artsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I I would say that um, most people I know, you can talk to, and like most people on this podcast, not everyone, but a lot of the people are artsy yeah. and creative, and I yeah. think it's just. It, it's it's almost like um, there are no boundaries to what you're allowed to explore because your job is sort of to find new perspectives on yeah. things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if that's not encouraged, I think it's a lot harder to explore things that might be surrounded by shame or that might be um, sort of not what what people are meant to like if that Mm -hmm. makes sense or Mm -hmm. how people are meant to act Mm -hmm. I think we have this tendency I think as an artist also sometimes you feel like I don't know that's how I feel you're sort of looking into society rather than being a part of mainstream society Mm -hmm. Mm because I like sort of taking myself out of it and going what are the mechanics that currently you know people interact with like what basis Mm -hmm. of social norms norms do you interact with i don't think you necessarily and like this is obviously a huge generalization people might do that whether they work into in a bank or in a theater and mm-hmm. um, but i think it, it allows you to go are social norms actually helpful at all times yeah which i don't think is something mm. that if you if you don't need to question them because you're not doing anything with them i think you don't necessarily ask yourself that at all times I think Mm -hmm. I'm a bit or I think in general when you're in an artsy environment you're a bit of more aware of social trends because you tend to use them in your art yeah yeah exactly I actually saw uh, a woman who did my nails last week lovely woman yeah um and she was telling me how she her children are in primary school and um she 
takes him to a primary school where they choose what they want to learn. Oh, So wow. it's in a creative environment. Amazing. So if they, one day they don't want to do maths, then they can do a different subject. And she says, I do not want my children, because she's an artist, she's like, I, I, I'm not saying I want my children to all be artists. Yeah. It's about exploring their creativity because you're not taught that yeah. it, when you are... It's all very straight to the yeah. point. You do this, you do these exams, yeah. you do that academic work because that is going to get you whatever job or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And obviously, I'm lucky because I obviously done all that. Yeah. But then I took my own route and I went on the creative side. Yeah. And obviously, there's a lot of people that haven't done that. And I, that's why I feel that they're not open in terms of talking about many things. Be- just because the way that they've been straightly yeah. put in this group that they have to be like that. And I think, like, school is one of those places, I just feel like it's it's usually used to make you uh, a citizen. Oh, yeah. Rather than yeah. someone who thinks for themselves, because that's not yeah. going to serve anyone. Because <laughs> yeah. if you... I think nobody wants you to question a system that works for a very specific kind of people. Yeah. Even if that percent percentage is very low. Yeah. But for the people in charge, it's usually not... It usually doesn't serve them yeah. if you question the system. And I yeah. think schools, um, sort of classic schools, and I went to, or mainstream schools, I don't know. Um, yeah. I think you're not supposed to, to deviate from the norm. You're not supposed to look different, talk differently. Yep. You're supposed to do what you're told when you're told it. And I was yep. thinking about this recently. There's this uh, YouTuber called uh, Dave... Um, and the channel is called Boy in a Band, and he did a song about um, called "Don't Stay in School." But the point wasn't that people shouldn't stay in school, but that subjects that aren't necessarily relevant for everyone shouldn't stay in school. That they shouldn't be mandatory, and that it's a lot more important to teach children how to do their taxes or CPR yeah. or how to help friends with mental illness or how to recognize yeah. mental illness. Um, like that there's a lot more important things to learn yeah. and he's explored a lot more alternative school types and I don't know do you know the name of that kind of school that you're oh god I don't know it, it's new though yeah um, because I was like god when did this come around um, and uh, so um, I'm from um, Suffolk and the place that um, my parents live in is Woodbridge and this is where the lady was oh, right, yeah. and she um, said that the school was recent and she moved them there and I just thought it was like the best thing ever I was like if I was a child I would like I would love to have gone yeah. there because I didn't really enjoy school yeah. so much like the academic side of it because all I wanted to do well now I know all I wanted to do was obviously um, the creative yeah be yeah. creative in whatever way I am um, obviously as an actor, which I like, do now, but I've wanted to do way more than that when yeah. I was younger. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I will look at the name when I find yeah, out yeah, what yeah. it is, but I think it's great. I, I really think do. it is really interesting. And it's there are, um, I've now forgotten all the names of all the schools, but there was that kind of school um, exists in Germany, which is called a Waldorfschule. I, right. I'm 100% sure there's an English name for it because mm-hmm. they are exist everywhere. But that's also, you've got a mm-hmm. classroom where the children, number one, which I find so interesting, the children don't have to be static. So in yeah. a school, you sit down, you don't yeah, move yeah. unless you're allowed yeah, yeah. to go to the toilet. And in that room, like whatever the subject is, they're allowed to move freely, which I find so amazing because that means like a kid that would be reprimanded in a normal school for, yeah. uh, school for being fidgety or whatever. 
will just be able to like fidget and go around the room as long as they're not disturbing everyone else they mm-hmm. can move however they want and they can learn however they want mm-hmm. I find that super important I find it very interesting because you kind of would imagine that if someone doesn't have to do maths they just never do it um, but I think someone that that boy in a band um, he uh, interviewed someone who wa- went to a very free school where sort of the students for starters there was no um uh hierarchy so the students had yep. as much power as the teachers that's nice which is yeah. really cool yeah um and she's spoke about you know saying when you come from a mainstream school and you go there and you realize you don't have to do anything um a lot of people you kind of i think you do have to be at school for a certain time but you don't necessarily have to take part in anything if you don't feel like it mm-hmm. um and i think you can I might be wrong, but I think you could even pay money to not have to go to school or something. Like it, ah, uh, or to okay. not have yeah, to yeah. do a certain thing. Um, so it sort of teaches you, I guess, uh, how to use your own money and how you can spend it on different things. I might be wrong, but there is definitely a monetary thing of like, oh yeah, you had to do chores exactly. You had to do chores, and if you didn't want to do a chore, you could pay a fee instead, which uh, I find super interesting. Yeah. Um and they say that you usually do nothing for the first few months. You maybe watch a lot of TV, read a lot, just do what you want because you've sort of been so um, encaged by the other sort of normal school system. But then at some point you hit a plateau and you get bored. And I think they call it good boredom. They have a specific name for it. And that's when you start realizing what it is you want to do. Okay. And then you can start, you know, going to the classes that you like, doing yeah. the subjects that yeah. you want. And I feel like if I wouldn't have been forced to do maths and if I wouldn't have had this idea that I wasn't good at it, I think I would have explored it differently and maybe found 100%. it more interesting yeah. Yeah. than that scary, number one, for some reason, um, boys are told that they're better at maths. I don't know why, but I feel like... Oh, that yeah, was a and girls are good at English. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, we're good at mm-hmm. languages and yeah. arts, which is, like, just the dumbest shit ever. It's You just put people's brains into categories, yeah. which doesn't make any sense, because yeah. they, again, yeah, obviously we're socialised differently, and I think maybe spatial awareness is more uh, sort of of a male brain, of a brain, you know, in a in a body with male sexual organs but i don't even know if that makes sense or if that's just something actually thinking about it that's something i think that is from a very young age nurtured because if you look at um if we go into marketing if you look at the stuff that's marketed at boys um you know stereotypically it's stuff that trains your spatial awareness it's stuff where you have to solve a problem Mm -hmm. it might even be mathematical stuff Mm -hmm. it's practical you build things, you train your brain's awareness of what goes where, you know, you train spatial awareness. And then what do girls get marketed? This is your makeup chair. Yeah. This is your doll. Yeah. This is a nice princess dress. Like, yeah, there, there's a lot Colors, less practice. Exactly. That sort of thing. Yeah. You know, there's, there's mm-hmm. a lot less. So your brains from a very age are stimulated. Yeah. Very differently. Yeah. So obviously when they come into an environment where, something is around they've been in touch more just because you know maybe building legos gives you a different spatial awareness than playing with your doll and i'm not saying every child ever falls into those categories but i think if you look at a mainstream toy store and what's you know uh marketed at people who like pink and what's marketed at people who like blue because that's clearly the only two categories there are and that are relevant 
it's such an, an immense difference of what people are mm-hmm. sort of what lanes people are pushed into mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and so obviously that late in life means i think that your interests just are different because you've not been in touch with other things yes um exactly and i think if i hadn't been told that boys are better at maths and it's fu- it's almost like it's fine yeah that you're not good at it yeah and that you know i think grades are such a just can be so discouraging as well Oh yeah 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 um and i think yeah if you take people out of the usual environment and you don't just try to make them citizens but you try to make them their own person who thinks critically mm-hmm. i think that's another thing critical thinking isn't stimulated in the school because mm. who are you going to be critical of the teachers the curriculum the institution that's yeah. not helpful to anyone yeah. who just wants the status quo yeah wants a quiet day mm-hmm. who doesn't need you to talk back exactly or question what you're taught yeah yeah you have no opinion at school either I yeah. always, I always found that you would say something you would never. Oh, for, for instance, when I went to university and actually got to properly talk um, with everyone else about your, you, you know, you'd have a, a lecture about a certain, um, let's say Sigmund Freud, something like that, yeah. and then you'd have a seminar and then you would talk about it and how you would view it. Um, but you didn't get that um, at school, and I think that's a shame because kids would be able to be so much more in touch with themselves yeah. if they were able to speak and say how how they felt about certain situations and and and, and Matt and their sorry their subjects and everything like that I just yeah but it's ch- it is changing obviously like I was saying the woman had taken her children mm. in that place and I mean if I had that when I was younger I'm sure my mum would do that because she's very much all about you you find yourself she was never a pushy parent which is another thing mm-hmm. i think a lot of parents you know put their careers or what they wanted to do onto their children mm-hmm. so they go and do that my mum and dad were never like that they literally do what you want and find your own way mm-hmm. and i think that's so important so important no matter what age you are yeah um you could be 16 and know exactly what you want to do yeah 30 it does it just yeah. doesn't matter and know? i think it's like um, their life goals putting on children i think we also give our shame to children oh yeah and if you know generations before us have never been taught that there's nothing shameful about whatever it is sex sexuality exploration yeah then you know i think a, a lot of things that they've not been said to me but i've heard them say to other people said to other people and I've talked to people whose life have been dramatically influenced by things like girls don't do that yeah yeah or yeah. boys don't do that yeah and the, the way your brain is shaped when the identifier of sort of your presenting gender because as a kid you probably don't even know there are different options or you know you you you, you can you just literally know a female and a male that's all you're ever taught when yeah. you're a child and that, and if you don't fit in, then do yeah. your best to fit in because don't you don't know about any be, other gender. Not, exactly, nothing. Don't be, also don't be gay. Oh yeah, if you could, um, just for your own safety, and also because we want grandchildren and like you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, All yeah. these things, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Just the number one have nothing to do with each other, but just are just pushed in a really weird way where you just like, once you're an adult and you think about it, you're like, that that none of this is related. How does that makes sense what is so dangerous about letting children 
explore fr- freely whether they like pink or blue uh, in a stere- you know if you want to go with the most ridiculous stereotypes ever it still makes me so angry when gender reveal parties happen because it's like oh yeah no, just, just stop pushing people in directions and setting their life on a path that they have no word in mm-hmm. um and i think like with school subjects where you can explore if you're in a more free school where you can explore what you like i think that also trains your brain differently if from the beginning you would be given choice and autonomy um to figure out what it is you like i think that would translate into sex and dating oh yeah 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 i I mean i 100 want to see how these kids grow up they're only young now i'd love to see how they like develop and going like someone when they're older and everything but yeah you you know you'd be so much more in tune with yourself you'd be more um liberated onto what you enjoy whether that's sexually or whether that's something else yeah you know it's just all about there's so many people out there that are so closed off um about who they are and that leads to other things of problems of mental health and all that which you know is in both well everyone's gender yeah um which is really sad yeah and i think i think we're getting there slowly i think it's yeah it's developing uh, isn't it it's always nice when you see online when parents just let their children explore freely whatever they enjoy and don't push them into certain roles and you just realize that there's a new generation of parents that oh yeah you know have learned from hopefully from mistakes that were made Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um you know and i think generations before i don't know if they're to blame i wouldn't push blame on anyone no. you, again if you live in a world where guilt and shame are used in a certain way then that's how you're going to grow up and that's yeah. how that's what you're going to give to your children and i think it's nice that as a society yeah we're slowly changing and mm-hmm. hopefully that's going to mean you know happier people and and happier more open and less shameful relationships to ourselves to our bodies to our sexuality yeah. to yeah. Yeah. our capabilities yeah uh to everything really because you know we've realized that people are individuals and mm. you can't just push them into little boxes yeah amazing well thank you very much yeah. thank you this was a really interesting conversation yeah. i really enjoyed it <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah we, we'll figure out what that school is called because i'd love to look into i'm gonna ask her yeah, yeah. i'm gonna ask her because she lives she literally lives by my mum. yeah um where she does she has a, she has her own room and does a nail stuff so it's a bit like therapy you go there you yeah. get your nails done and she'll have, have a, a massive chat, chat with you yeah, about yeah. everything and she's just a really nice lady and uh she's telling me all about it um and yeah I, I, I'll, I'll definitely get the name of it and have a look at it and see what they do there must be more of them around the country yeah I think um, it's interesting how we got from sexual, sexual liberation to educational liberation. I know. And it all I comes think, from somewhere. I think so. And I think it all yeah. ends up... Oh, of course. Uh, it's all connected. Every other. single thing. Um, do you yeah. have any acting work coming up? Anything you want to plug? Any acting work coming up? Or any um, social media you want people to follow? Yeah. Uh, you can follow my social media, which is just Harry Catchpole. But I am actually performing... Um, in Italy Ooh, in wow. February um, which is a piece me and my friend Hannah Clifford you can follow her too um, is a piece about female prisons um, and uh, we took some transcripts from Holloway Prison which was closed down 
Um, Ruth Ellis was a woman there. Wow. Um, yeah, she, so a lot of people, we've got some really good um, transcripts, develop them into a script, and it's a physical theatre piece. And we are hoping, fingers crossed, it will go to the vaults. But if not, uh, which will be in um, London. London. Um, but obviously we don't know yet. But yeah, that's coming to see. You'll see lots of things about it when we... Um, promote it exciting yeah. that sounds yeah. very cool yeah it's very exciting amazing yeah. well thank you very much yeah no thank you um thank you everyone for listening uh more of this coming next thursday as as always um if you have any questions or comments or you want to be on the show or you feel like there was something we missed talking about or you have any any suggestions uh please aim email me to masturbatorspodcast at gmail.com um or message me on instagram masturbators podcast masturbators underscore podcast i think uh find me on twitter masturbators pod i think i'm gonna link all of this in the <laughs> description uh, in the in the in the show notes um but yeah you enjoy yourselves explore yourselves and don't let other people shame you whoever you are whoever you love yeah. and whatever you like as long as everyone own your own be, sexual right? power yes yeah. There you go. Very good. Very good notice at the end. Yes. Goodbye, guys.